This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up what you want via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. And it's Ian here with you. And Nick. And you can join us on our website, freetalklive.com is the site. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. The show is about your calls. Otherwise, we bring up stuff that's interesting to us. And Nick, you've got... A story that, I guess, goes to show that the troops are already in the streets. We had heard recently that over 20, around 20,000 U.S. troops were expected to begin some sort of a tour of duty right here in the United States. And I'm not sure if this is that same uh, group of military guys or not, but what's going on? Is this California? This is California, and it's not the Army Combat Brigade that came back under the control of NORTHCOM for Homeland Security that a lot of our listeners are probably familiar with. This is a more localized thing. Um, This from DemocraticUnderground.com. Marine Corps Air and Ground Combat Center Provost Marshall and the local California Highway Patrol Office will begin working together on December 12th and throughout the holiday season in a joint effort to reduce accidents and drinking and driving. The combined mutual cooperation between the Marine Corps Military Police and state enforcement officers will begin somewhere along Highway 62. Uh, 62. Wow. So this is near uh, San Bernardino County in California. This could be, I mean, it, just because it happens to be near San Bernardino doesn't mean anything. This could be happening where you are, whether it's California or Colorado or Florida, wherever. This could be happening near you. And what are they doing? It's it's a checkpoint? or These these drunk driving checkpoints that they do, especially around the holidays. Um, for some reason, wow. the, the Highway Patrol is bringing in the Marine Corps to assist them. Uh, the California Highway Patrol will set up DUI check roadblocks with the presence of military police, a violation of the Posse Comitatus Act. Oh, what Posse Comitatus Act? Didn't they get rid of that uh, back with the oh, Military Commissions Act or basically The article gets into that. Actually, it's, uh, it's sort of back and forth. Um, huh. And I guess local residents are concerned. They expressed concern on... Gary Danielt's radio show, so I don't know what that is. If you're in San Bernardino, it's on 107.7, so obviously some people are concerned, as they should be. I mean, it is a violation of Posse Comitatus, um, and it is a felony. It's a felony crime for For the For the the guys in the military? Yep. Actually, the Posse Comitatus Act did put in place uh, penalties. Unlike mo- it's not wow, it's a I law it's not a constitution I mean it, it's based on the constitution but it it is punishable by uh, a fine or imprisonment for not more than two years yeah but don't they need some sort of federal prosecutor to essentially lay that out there or or can individuals go through what Sam and uh, from the obscured ne- uh, obscure truth network has suggested and that is bring some sort of grand jury indictment against them uh, I don't know they may be able to do that. Not that that's an easy uh, no. or proce- uh, process or one that's understandable by most people. No, it, and certainly you're putting yourself on their radar. You, you're setting right. yourself up for retaliation when you when you start charging government officials with yeah. crimes. Not that I'm saying <laughs> they're don't not going to like it. Actually, the article uh, even suggested as a joke. Well, you could go out there and. Uh, place these. No, I I don't know if they were saying place the military personnel or the highway patrol personnel under arrest, uh, which you would legally be able to do, and then call the sheriff. But they said it probably wouldn't be a good idea. They're working with the sheriff, aren't they? They're working with a uh, state highway patrol, okay. so with the state okay. police. State but is. in most places, if you arrest a law enforcement officer, the sheriff is the one who you would actually call. Mm-hmm. So, or you would call them to complain about a law enforcement officer. In bigger cities, you go to internal affairs but in most places the sheriff sort of has jurisdiction to arrest police officers because they're elected 
They're kind of the, the end of the line. They're where the buck stops. Um, by the Posse Comitatus Act of 1878, uh, it was provided that it, uh, it shall not be lawful to employ any part of the Army of the United States, which would include the, any other Does that include branch. the Marines? It well, does? actually, the Act reads Army, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the Marines are under the Department of the Navy. But well, they're going to do it with the Army anyway, because the original press release about the 20,000 troops was for, uh, for an Army brigade, right? Right, and that's an Army Combat Brigade, active duty Army, which is different. The governor, uh, even under current law and posse comitatus, the governor can call up the National Guard of a state during mm-hmm. an emergency, which they do all the time, uh, to assist civilian law enforcement and things like that. But it's illegal to use the federal The actual army. military. Right. Yeah. Uh, as a posse comitatus or otherwise for the purpose of executing the laws, except in such uh, in such cases and under such circumstances... As such employment of said force may be expressly authorized by the Constitution or by Act of Congress. So Congress has So Congress can to, just pass a law and then override that. Well, the Posse Comitatus Act is just a law, right. statutory law, so they could just override it with a majority and pass a new law anyway. But they haven't done that. Right? Well, they, they passed the Military Commissions Act. However, the Military Commissions Act was repealed... Really? Uh, that that segment of the language that allowed the president to call up the troops on his own say so that was repealed. But President Bush, when he signed that bill that <laughs> repealed it into law, this is I mean this our constitutional system's yeah. dead. He wrote a signing statement saying he didn't feel bound by that language. So <laughs> if you go the by the, if you go by the Constitution, it, it's unconstitutional. It's unconstitutional. He signed the bill into law, and signing statements don't make mm-hmm. laws. Not but if you go fact. by what they go by... But if you go it's... by the Constitution anyway, it's pretty clear that the standing ar- a standing army yeah. is not supposed to be used at all unless right. the war has been declared. So The entire situation is unconstitutional. So essentially, if you go by the way they play, by whatever uh, nonsensical rules they have made up for themselves, whatever the president says goes, right? Right, but in this case... Um, there's I, I I haven't been able to find anywhere where the president called them up or the Congress. The Marines, you mean? Right. So they're being used on U.S. soil without even a presidential <laughs> safe. So as far as I can tell from a couple of the articles about it I've read. So it's just this provost marshal from this He's Marine just grabbing base some Marines and, and taking, them, taking them out on off base onto what is supposed to be the civilian world where the rest of us live. Is the ACLU chiming in here? Are they going to do any? Is anybody going to do anything about this? Or um, people just upset at this point? This is brand new. It, it I don't, started it's on brand the 12th. new. It started on the 12th and these articles aren't very old. Um, this one was posted December 15th, so the ACLU probably hasn't had time to pick up on it yet because the ACLU usually files a lawsuit. That's how they fight things. So they have to take their time, wait for the court to come into session. They'll, the ACLU will probably file something after the fact, I can imagine, if if they can find somebody who, who wants to complain about the way they were treated at the checkpoint. But Good luck finding that person. I mean, people don't want to stick their head above water. They don't like what's going on, but at the same time, they don't feel as though there's really much that they can do about it. This, to me, begs for activist uh, action uh, as far as if there was some in, sort of... I mean, it's in California. There's not... Right, there's no, nobody's going to do anything space. there. All I'm saying is it, <laughs> what I'd like to see would be some activism yeah. if this were to be going on in your neighborhood uh, to get together, not by yourself. You're going to need a group of people. Get a group of people, maybe four or five people together with cameras and all audio recorders and and go down there and and get footage of this actually going on put that up on youtube and show people what's happening because hopefully somebody will be out there i mean i don't know they they did cover this over on alex jones's website infowars Mm -hmm. i know he covers 
the police state and he has fans who obviously try to monitor the police state and they do bring in, you know, I don't agree with everything that Alex Jones says, but one thing he's been very good at is getting footage out there. A lot of the footage of U.S. troops training for this kind of domestic role that are out there on the internet. Yeah, he's been doing that for years. He has put out there or people who have sent it to him and he's gotten it out there where people can see it. So Right, so that's one of the important things is to show people this is going on. Instead of it just being an article about what's supposedly happening, show people the reality of it, how it's working, try to actually go up and talk to these guys and ask them questions. And Because when what we're talking about here, I mean, it's the, the searches are bad enough as is. The checkpoints that are just wholesale checking every single person that's on a road, that's bad enough. But this is taking it an extra degree towards this total police state in that the military guys are less accountable. They're even less accountable than the sheriff's office, or in this case, it's the the state police, because they're just that much more anonymous, and the bureaucracy is that much larger, and getting any kind of uh, problems resolved is going to be next to impossible. It's already next. Uh, it's already very difficult with a local sheriff's office getting answers or getting somebody uh, uh, held accountable for their actions. You try holding some sh- uh, soldier accountable for some midnight uh, stop. Uh, you maybe they're not even wearing name tags. Who knows how this is going to go down? It's not going to be good. Yeah, it's certainly not a good situation, and it. It does legitimize the concerns that a lot of people have about seeing the U.S. military used on American streets as law enforcement. It's already happening without an emergency. Right, and we may be seeing more of it, and uh, so people should look out for that in their local area, and don't just stand by and let this happen. There must be something you can do. Your ideas, share them with us at 800-259-9231. Bring up anything. It's Free Talk Live. Talk Live. You can bring up anything. Just dial the toll-free number 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Nick. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are totally free, so enjoy those on us. And those features include the archives. If you've missed a moment of the show, click and download. They are yours free. Just head over to freetalklive.com. Enjoy on us. Again, freetalklive.com. And SACL CAI, uh, SACL CAI has a full-orbed approach to account recovery. It's really three companies in one. They do collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL knows the way they treat your customer reflects on you. Their staff is respectful, they record every call, and they have the best equipment money can buy, so your business is handled as efficiently as possible. See their banner at freetalklive.com. That's SACL CAI. As we go to your phone call, Steve is on the, uh, on the line in Toronto. Hello, Steve. Hi, guys. I hey. hope you're both doing well tonight. Just super. I was calling, What's on your mind? Uh, with a question for you uh, about airport security and also customs, and I was hoping you might be able to offer some advice. Okay. We'll do our um, best. So, well, I travel a lot for work. Uh, I live here in Toronto, Canada, and I'm frequently crossing the border and finding myself more and more irritated, uh, not only by air, invasive airport security going through my things, but also by um, invasive questioning from customs and, and immigration when I cross back and forth over the border. Sure. And, uh, you know, I, I try to be polite to these people, but eventually I have a boiling point and I, uh, I, I inevitably start becoming rude. Um, and uh, I've been watching a little bit uh, the fellow on uh, CheckpointUSA.org, and I'm finding him very inspirational uh, with his questioning. But I'm wondering if you guys have, in your experience or having spoken to people, 
have those methods worked at airports, uh, you know, if, if I'm asking, am I being detained, am I free to go? Uh, what I'm scared of is that they'll just tell me, yes, you're being detained and you're not free to go. Well, are you intending to ask this question at the security screening checkpoint? Uh, both, security screening and or customs. customs. They're just going to tell you you're not going to be able to get on a plane. I mean, yeah. they've got total control over that area. And I mean, the, with, with Terry at Checkpoint USA, CheckpointUSA.org, great blog, interesting videos. Essentially, for those that don't know what you're talking about, he has a video camera in his truck pretty much at all times, and he drives in in the south uh, southwestern region of the United States for whatever's job or something like that. And he's going through these uh, immigration checkpoints where they're stopping everybody and asking. What's your citizenship? and yep. Or are you a U.S. citizen? I think that might be the exact question that they ask. And he refuses to answer the question. Uh, what he'll do is he'll say, am I free to go or am I being detained several times as they continue to, to ask their question over and over again. He asks his question, and eventually they wave him through. They know who he is because he's the only person who actually goes, probably one of the only people that goes through and, and does stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, so when in his case, the longer he sits there, the longer the line gets, and they 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 know that pulling him over is just going to give him more footage. So eventually, they just let him go. Whereas right. if you're dealing with an airport, they're not going to let you walk up with a video camera. Number one, and that's I think that's a really important factor to what Terry is doing. Sure. Uh, and number two, they do have complete control over the facility, so they're just going to say, "Well, you're not getting on your plane today." Yeah, you're, I mean, you are, and with customs, you're at an actual border. I mean, even if you're at a customs stop internally within the U.S., you're, if you're clearly a native English speaker and you're white, I don't know if Terry happens to be white, but there, there's a lower threshold there. They're not really, I've been through some of these internal checkpoints um, over in the state of Vermont, and they're not very picky about what you do. I mean, they just say, are you U.S. citizens? Yes, right. and they wave. I mean, that's how it worked with me. They, they right. just say, are you U.S. citizens? You say, yep, and they wave you through. I mean, it would be an interesting experiment. What it is you're proposing would would be uh, would be an interesting story for you to tell. Uh, I just don't know what will happen to you if you well, try that's, it. That's the problem is, uh, you know, frankly, I'm, I'm frightened of these thugs. Sure. Uh, and I, I don't know if I want to be the first person to give this a shot when, uh, you know, it's my work on the line. Well, I don't know. I mean, it, I guess it depends on if you think this is a hill that you're willing to die on. I don't know if yeah. the national travel security situation is really something that I think – I mean, while I think it's an awful police state situation, I really don't feel like there's much that could be done about it. I think Gardner Goldsmith had a pretty good idea at one time. I, you know, I don't remember what it what it entailed. I think it was like just going up and and messing with the the guys. I forget what the exact technique was, but right. to, but you need more than one activist in order to to do anything that would have any effect. You need somebody holding a video camera. You'd need to. I mean, if you, you'd have to be willing to put your freedom on the line, and yeah. of course, obviously, the video cameraman would as well. So I don't right. think it's something you should really go alone. I, I don't know if you're just going to ask if you're being detained and if you're free to go. If you don't push it too far, you're probably not going to get detained. Actually, get detained. I think. No, you're, you're not gonna, detained. No, you're not free to go. go. <laughs> free something to go. like you'll probably get an answer to something to that effect. Now, if you say, "Well, you know, I'm a free man, and you don't have a warrant for my arrest," and you try to walk through the checkpoint yeah. without stopping, <laughs> I'm sure then, yeah, you're probably going to get detained and or arrested and miss your flight. But if you right. just ask the question, and 
just to see what kind of a response you get, I think you're pretty safe there. You might yeah. get a special pat down search or something if you raise, you know, if mm-hmm. they sure. think you're being suspicious. But I can't imagine they detain you for simply asking a question like that. Who knows? I mean, I mean you probably knows, have a you probably have better luck with the Canadian cops than you would the U.S. Yeah. Border Patrol. Oh, I, I don't know about that. I've no? uh, I've experienced uh, just about the same amount of thuggery on both sides of the wow, border. Wow, really? Oh, yeah. Well, when we were coming into uh, the Toronto area in New York, the guy that was letting us into the country, he didn't even look at the passports. He just held I, them in his hand. I've, I've had that occasionally when I go into the U.S. It, it all depends huh. on the, the mood and the, uh, of, of the particular agent you're dealing with, good whether point. it's in Canada or the U.S., I guess. Well, let us know what you end up deciding, and I wish you good luck. Any other thoughts for us? No, that's it. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Steve. 800-259-9231. I mean, if he's going to go through with it, I credit him. It's a ballsy move. It is, but I, I don't know. Just asking the question, a lot of how they react depends on the way you ask the question. So I wouldn't sound angry. I would just ask the question, and I wouldn't push it too far. Because when you start pushing it yeah. and they don't have the answer, they're going to get frustrated. And when you frustrate bureaucrats, <laughs> they're going to take it out on you. Especially guys who they are security. I mean, they're, essentially their job is if somebody is acting suspicious which by their definition is probably anything unusual they're probably told to err on the safe side and hold you for a while you know that you don't want to push it too far but i i can see asking the question but if people don't push it then it'll just keep getting worse and that's what's going to happen it's just going to keep getting worse because the fact is most of the people that are in an airport are there to go on a vacation or there to go on some sort of business trip, and they want to be where they want to be. They don't want to be held in a cage for four hours being interrogated or something like that. They don't want to go uh, and have their travel plans interrupted. So the people that would be doing this kind of activity would really have to be doing uh, traveling specifically for the purposes of kind of messing with the system, pushing the envelope and testing the boundaries and I think with the exception of John Gilmore, perhaps, from the – is it the Electronic Freedom Foundation? John Gilmore, who went through and actually you know, did some level of non-cooperation with these people, with the exception of him and maybe a handful of other people. It's just not going on. So, I, And I don't think that there have really been any instances that have involved multiple activists, which I think would really be kind of a different situation. Uh, it, it certainly would be a curveball for them. Russell Canning here in New Hampshire tried to fly without papers, and I believe that ended in an arrest for him. Uh, did that one end in an arrest? That was where he tried to fly with the Bible and, like, the Declaration of Independence. Did, did he it? get arrested that day? I don't recall. Uh, it's been so long. And, and not sure. I that might have been, been an example where there was more than one activist as well. More coming up. You can take control. If you've got any ideas, share them. Bring up anything. Free Talk Live. Attention, freedom activists. If you're planning your move to New Hampshire, you know that Manchester is the heart of the free state. But finding an apartment when you're out of state can be a major pain in the... You need Prickle. Prickle has apartment rentals designed to meet your needs. There's no minimum length of stay. They accept payment in silver or gold. And responsible firearms owners are welcome. To find your new home in the heart of Manchester's growing Liberty Enclave, log on right now to Prickle.com. That's P-R-I-C-L dot com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. The toll-free number is 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Nick. And you can join us on our website, freetalklive.com is the place to go. All the features 
are completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. And those features include the Shrine of Female listeners, dozens of ladies who've sent us their validated photo to prove they listen to the show. Just head over to shrine.freetalklive.com, see what it's all about. That's shrine.freetalklive.com. And according to the Computer Privacy Handbook, normal Internet technology is the most comprehensive surveillance system ever invented. Put a stop to email snooping with an easy-to-use email alternative, privacyharbor.com. Because normal email is not secure, that's privacyharbor.com. We continue with your phone calls to Rashawn in California. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Rashawn. Hello? Hey, you're on the air. Hey, Ian. Uh, I'm actually a college student here in California, and I've uh, listened to you guys for about a few months, and uh, you guys are doing a pretty good job. Thank you. What's on your and, mind tonight? Uh, basically, I have two questions for you guys today. Uh, one is about the Free State Project and its appeal to the young people, especially mm-hmm. here in California. And the second one is uh, about American Pitbull uh, Terrier, the dog. And uh, let's start with the, some, let's... some parts in California, they, uh, they're they actually banning owning uh, the Pitbull barrier. I, I mean, think it's tragic. I think it's... People. Yeah, I find um, that because... absolutely tragic. I think that uh, pit bulls are just like any other dog, and... Uh, dogs, uh, like cats, uh, animals, tend to reflect their owner. So if you have a pit bull and you beat it, it's going Correct. to be angry and going to bite is, people. Uh, there's there's, uh, there's a, quite a bit of individuals uh, involved in um, professional, it's, it's actually not amateur, it's professional dog fighting in uh, mm-hmm. pit bulls, betting up upwards of $25,000. And uh, what they do is they get the puppy, they buy the puppy at street price, and they raise them just for fighting and uh just yeah. because of this they are actually you know banning everybody else from owning owning pit bulls yep i think and, it's uh, unfortunate and it's not going to it's not going to stop any sort of fight uh dog fighting dog fighting's already exactly. illegal so exactly the prosecution rate is actually like non-existent compared to uh you know it's impossible to catch these people and uh, what they're arguing is that you know they're talking about freedom uh, they say it's absolute freedom, you know, if you're owning the dog, you know, you own the dog, basically. It's none of, none of our business. So uh, I was curious what you guys thought of that. I mean, do you think the owner is, you know, if he could do whatever he wanted with the dog? Or? I, I think that uh, I think that it, dog fighting and, and cock fighting or whatever fighting should be legal because then it takes the black market uh, factor out. I mean, it might still be somewhat underground in a legal world simply because people find it abhorrent. And I think that if it was legal and people did find out who was doing that, I think you could use social ostracism on those on those people. Uh, and I think that that would be far more effective than some sort of police raid and SWAT team nonsense that we typically see in the realm of prohibition. And as we can see, if they're doing that kind of uh, business, that's some serious money. And that's what the black market allows them to do. It allows them to make more than they otherwise would be able to. And uh, it's just right, it's right. just well, so sad we, that we, all we, the, we the the pit bull is actually a violent animal, which is completely ludicrous. So not true. Um, you know, it's mostly from the media that people learn that the pit bull is, uh, you know, violent. Absolutely. And I mean, it may be the case that there happen to be some trashy people that own pit bulls, and they happen to, you know, th- those pit bulls happen to be violent. Uh, but pit bulls are 
I mean, the, the fact is, if you go into a humane society, you're going to find, generally on any trip, you're going to find pits and, and mixed pits. And it's just a very popular breed of dog. So they're, they're right. all over the place. And it's an absolute insult to people that actually love animals and love pit bulls because they are very lovable dogs if you raise them in that way. But if you beat them and starve them like the, the people do that are uh, fighting them, then, of course, they're going to be angry animals. But if you treat a German Shepherd poorly or a Doberman Pinscher, you're going to get this. You're gonna get the same thing. I'm thinking specifically of the watchdog type dogs, the dogs that people tend to think of as aggressive, but a lot of times that's just because those are the breeds that get sought out. I mean, if you're going to make an angry dog, you're not going to do it with a poodle. If you are going to train an attack dog or a fighting dog, you know, it's, it's going to be something that can actually fight. So that's the reason people pick those breeds, but that doesn't mean there's anything innately violent or savage about a right. particular breed of dog. I think it's absolutely tragic. Your thoughts on it? Absolutely. Uh, actually, you know, uh, my uh, my my parents had a pit bull and they had to give it away. They're actually um, a few months ago they collected or they took all the pit bulls from certain neighborhoods and they oh, no. had to euthanize them because oh, they gosh. thought they were wildland animals. And this is and, going on uh, out in California. Know. Yeah, this is in California. I think that is absolutely uh, that is just awful. I mean, euthanizing everybody's pit bulls, so you're not even getting grandfathered in. You don't even you can't even keep your dog. Yeah, you can, we can't do anything about it, you know. <laughs> which uh, leads to me to my other question, wow. but uh, I don't want to take all your time about the pit no, bulls. Go right so ahead. Let me ask real quick um, about the Free State Project. The reason I'm asking this is because just a few months ago, by the way, I wouldn't have done what I just uh, what I'm about to tell you if I didn't listen to Free Talk Live and. Uh, you know, learning about Ron Paul and all that, you know, libertarian mm-hmm. type stuff. Um, I actually had the guts to, uh, I didn't think I would do this like a year ago, but I actually um, pulled over a police officer. What? How'd you do um, that? I, I pulled over, I, I horned, you know, I don't have a siren, obviously. I was coming back from class. I was going to work and uh, I saw the police officer uh, on his phone. Um, I shouldn't be saying that because I'm on the phone right now, you know. But, uh, you know, he was on the phone, which is illegal. In California, yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's illegal. And uh, he was on the phone. Then uh, I horned and horned, and people were looking at me like I'm crazy. So I pulled him over, and, you know, I was filled with adrenaline. I couldn't couldn't think straight or anything. Yeah. Um, So I walked up to him, and I said, uh, I couldn't, you know, talk straight, you know, in a little bit. So I was like, uh, you know why I pulled you over? I mean, I was trying to flip the script almost. And uh, he was kind of stunned. He was he was he thought I had a gun or something. And uh, long wow. story short, yeah, I, I you know a couple of cops came, made a big scene, and uh, I was I was pretty intimidated actually. I couldn't you know it was very difficult for me to get my point across. Did you write him a ticket while you were at it? Or anything. What's that? Did you write him a ticket? Uh, I, I mean, I didn't know how to do it. Yeah. I don't have any paperwork, or I mean, I could have called city council, or I don't know. I have no clue how the process works. How the citizen? I don't even know if that's legal. What is Julia had? Julia had uh, show me something called like the karma ticket, where you essentially have what looks like sort of an official-looking ticket, except it's obviously not one of the government's tickets, and it's the karma ticket, and you're supposed to leave it on people's windshields who've done bad things. So you, I mean, th- there are such things out there, and it'd be I kind mean, of fun it, to have. For us to pull over a police officer for breaking the law? I don't know. Did they charge you with anything? It doesn't sound like they, they did. They, they had me. They said I could be arrested, and you know I was basically uh, surrounded by you. about six cops in the middle of the road. Well, it's, for there's about a difference between saying you, 
There's a difference between saying you could be arrested and actually arresting you. So they're just right, trying right. to intimidate you. I, I think you. I was just intimidated because I wasn't used to it. Sure. And, yeah, oh, that, yeah, this stuff takes practice, man. I mean, it, the more you interact with them, the easier it'll become. And I, I mean, I'm not speaking from any large amount of expertise. I've only had a handful of interactions myself. Uh, but certainly the more you do it, the better you'll get. And so uh, that's, I mean, that's definitely some activism I think we could use up here in New Hampshire. Was yeah, that where you were going? I mean, yeah, there's nobody here out here that I could... Uh, um, get help from, which is which is what I was going to ask you. Uh, I had a conversation with my friends yesterday. None of them would listen to Free Talk Live or, you know, they're just regular people. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the reasons it's not as appealing to young people is because, uh, believe it or not, I asked them and they said it's... Uh, Nightlife. I don't know if that makes sense. Oh, New Hampshire, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, certainly, I see where you're coming from on that, and that might be one of the reasons why we're seeing more people sort of in their early 30s that are, I guess, a little more career-oriented. There's than... a lot of young guys who've moved, though. I mean, there's well, quite a few 20-year-olds. Right, but, and... I mean, I see where he's coming from. Not every 20-year-old wants nightlife. Pretty, uh, it's pretty, uh, I guess, I don't know, exciting nightlife-wise. And uh, people are, I don't know, that, that, was the main, that was one of the main arguments. Well, and you know, basically, yeah, go ahead. I, I don't know what they want for nightlife. I mean, I don't know what that means. I'm not somebody that goes out and does that sort of thing. I mean, right. are, are they talking about clubs or something? Or are they talking yeah, about yeah, bars? They were talking about, yeah, they were talking about clubs and all this other stuff. Yeah, uh, there aren't really know, any clubs in the Keene area. I don't know what's out in Manchester. Manche- there might be something in out in Manchester. Manchester. I think there's some clubs, some clubs there. there. And you're not far from Boston either uh, in some of the bigger places yeah, around. Yeah, there's definitely a nightlife in Boston. So you could still move to Manchester, live in New Hampshire, and head down there on the weekends. You know, uh, and it's easy for people to complain, and it's a whole other thing for for them to come here and open a club and, you know, create what it is that they want to see. Thanks for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you. More on the way. You take control. Bring up anything. It's Free Talk Live. Show is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything toll-free, 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. All the features are free. Now, if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can learn how to promote us by going to promote.freetalklive.com. We've got a whole list of things that you can do. You don't have to do them all. You can do whatever it is that fits you best. And uh, those variety of ways will help new people come to this program and experience the message of freedom, which is a good thing. So head over to promote.freetalklive.com. Something else you can do is expand your uh, podcast listening repertoire by visiting Nick and his partner Toby over at freemindstv.com. Not only are you a radio host, Nick, on Freeminds Radio, which happens once a week. People can get those archives at your website. But you also host a television show as well, which is uh, sort of syndicated throughout the, the Northeast at this point. And people can get all those uh, archives and watch the YouTubes all for free over at freemindstv.com. Yeah, and if they like the show, they can sign up as a member. It's $3 a month or $30 a year. That's going to help us expand the, the TV side more and the radio side, hopefully. Um, but we are, we're in New Hampshire and Maine right now. We would like to branch out probably um, to more Northeastern states. But hey, I mean, if, if you like the show, if you watch it online and you're somewhere in California... Um, if you want to sponsor a station, I don't. Th- I think we took down the official program for that. Mm-hmm. But if somebody signs up as a member, that pretty much covers the cost for a station. So let us know where you live, and if it's a place where you have to submit it, we'll send it to you, and you can get it on air if you want it on your uh, local cable access. Right, because sometimes it, most of the time, with a pe- uh, peg channel, a, a public education or local access channel. 
you the local person has to submit the actual product. In a lot of places, um, some of the stations were on don't, but then again, a lot of those are in more rural New they're Hampshire. They're just desperate and, for They're rural New Hampshire content. and Maine, so they, I mean, a lot of them are little more than bulletin boards at this point, so they're looking for content as opposed to trying to figure out where to put it all, you know. Right, so, whereas if you're in Los Angeles, it's right. a whole other situation. It's, it's way more difficult. So let's, uh, let's go to your phone calls. That's again, freemindstv.com. Let's talk to Dan in Texas. Dan, you're on Free Talk Live. How's it going, guys? Hey, Dan, what's on your mind? I just want to let you all know, I, I called in a few weeks ago about setting up a uh, community radio station. Excellent. How's and, that going uh, for you? Watch, uh, y'all are live right now. Oh, wow. Congratulations. Uh, are, my, is little, it, my little corner of the world. Is it is it on FM or AM? It's on FM. And uh, what I mean, do you want to tell us, like, how did you go uh, with something a little more than the Part 15? Is it uh, several watts, or do you want to reveal that information? Sure. It's uh, yeah. It's an 18 watt um, transmitter I bought off of eBay. Um, the whole project cost was 168 dollars. Wow. You know, not not counting the, the the cheap extra laptop I have here to run the stream. You know, but right. uh, as far as transmission equipment, that was it. So and, so you uh, bought a, a transmitter and it came with an antenna. Is that right? Antenna and power supply, audio cable, as well as the coax cable to feed the antenna. And it's an 18 watt transmitter and an antenna for 168 bucks, including shipping. That's it. I, that's some cheap. That was free shipping. That's that's cheap, man. Uh, yeah. So where's the antenna mounted? Is it out, outdoors or inside? Right now it's on a post outdoors. It's not extremely high, mm-hmm. but uh, you know we're just testing it right now. Um, I'm not going to put it on a huge tower and, and basically send up a flag saying, "Hey, you know, here I am." Right. But well, uh, and I may I may end up mounting it in such a way to cut down the range just so I can control it to just cover our little town and, and not anything more than that. So there, there's some room for adjustment here. I just haven't quite uh, got to that point yet. So I'm curious. I mean, you're, you're saying you're, in, you're testing it. Is this your initial test going tonight? Are you just now testing it for the first time, or are you doing it all weekend? This, I, I, I came home straight from work and, and scrambled to get the thing put together just in time to get your show on at the start. That, that's exciting. Do you want to tell us where it is? I mean, not, not like your street address, but the general uh, vicinity? Uh, what? It's it's in Central Texas. Oh, okay. You don't you know, want to get too specific. Out in Dallas, and that's nowhere even close to covering our area. So this is an area that previously was not covered by any kind of libertarian talk, much less you know your show. Cool. So so, uh, so I, I just I, I'm such a huge fan of uh, of uh, pirate or rather community radio, and I think it's great. I think it's very courageous for the, of those people, people like you who've actually ha- who have the courage to flip a power switch on a transmitter. I mean, the, turning on a transmitter is you know a federal crime essentially, right? Uh, or that's that's what they would have you believe. And I don't know if anybody have, did you dig in? Did you see if you know? Did you look into recent pirate radio or community radio cases where people were actually charged with anything, or did you find that the FCC is just going in and stealing people's equipment? Do you know what they're doing as far as enforcement these days? The latest thing I heard, uh, it got real hot in the early, mid, and late 90s. Mm-hmm. Um, recently, there's not a whole lot going on. Um, the latest thing I heard of was, I think, this year or last year out in uh, California, some long-time running you know, pirate station that's been going for like 20 years or something just got shut down. And they they antagonized the FCC. They they ignored, you know, notices to stop. Um, generally, the first thing they'll do if if you if you get on the radar screen, the first thing they'll do they'll send you a letter to say stop. And you say, oh, I'm sorry, I, I thought I was legal. You know, uh-huh. sure, I'll stop. You know, and if you don't want to do that, then you just keep doing it. In that case, then they'll they'll. 
come in or keep sending you a few letters and then they'll come in and, and steal your gear. And I guess if you, if you go out and turn it back on the next night with another set of gear, I guess then they'll start hauling you in a cord. But, hmm. you know, I, I, I don't think it's going to be a problem where I am. Um, if it is, I'll probably stop at least for a while. You know, I, or I if you wanna... have another location, you could uh, right. you know, like this a friend's not, house. This is not my hill to die on. It's just it's, I'm gonna yeah. see how long I can get away with it. You know. All right. So, uh, well, I'm curious. I mean, definitely, will you keep us in the loop and let us know how uh, how it's working out? Sure thing. All right. Cool. One other question. You said it was 18 yes. watts. I mean, what kind of yes. uh, what kind of radius or what kind of diameter are you getting as far as I distance? don't know yet because I just got the thing set up, so I haven't jumped in the car and gone driving around to see. You know. Cool. What what's going on? Well, so have, I, have I fun have with that. So, what kind of stuff are you going to program? Are you putting uh, Free Talk Live on, like Gardner Goldsmith show? Well, uh, what I'm going to do Free Minds Radio. Is, right. Well, what I'm doing initially, what I have time for is I'm going to run Free Talk Live live on the weekdays. On weekends, I'm usually at home working around the house so I can manage the thing until I get some better automation going on. But yes, um, I need to send out emails first to the different people. But I want to carry the Free Minds TV and radio. I want to carry the uh, the, the Gardner stuff. And um, also, have you heard of a podcast called Complete Liberty? Yes. Out of California? No, excuse me. Carry. No, I'm reading a book called Complete Liberty, but I've not heard of a, uh, of a podcast. Well, he, he, he wrote the book. Oh, Wes is doing his own show. It. Oh, great. Yeah, Wes, Wes Bertrand, yeah. And I'm, I'm going to send an email to him, and if everybody is in agreement to let me do it, then I'll start carrying all that I stuff. can't see why any of those people would say, uh, no, yeah, you can't air either. my show. <laughs> I can't and see why that weekends, would happen. I'll just, I'll just run a mishmash of, of rerun podcasts, you know, and just start going down cool, the list. Man. That's exciting, and so, and uh, I, I think it's great. I mean, I know you want to keep your head down, but if you ever decide you want to announce uh, as far as where you are, we'll add you to our affiliates right. list. Otherwise, uh, you know, try well, to keep I'm your head the, down. I'm on, the, the, I'm on the Free State Project sign-up list, so I'm just convincing the girlfriend right now. All right, cool. So th- this is just something I can do here to make me feel like I'm doing something productive until I can get up there. With yeah, and then you can move so. it up to New Hampshire, and that would be even better. Exactly. Thanks, dude, exactly. for the call tonight. appreciate the info, the inside scoop. Uh, it's always interesting to hear from the, uh, the people behind the transmitters, the people that are taking the risks to bring original content, uh, content that it has, you know, it's not an easy task getting shows like Free Talk Live or Free Minds Radio uh, on the radio. I mean, Nick, you've begun to experience what it's like doing affiliate relations. You've started to make some phone calls. Yeah, it's hard, it's hard to get program directors to pick up the phone in the first place. And right. I haven't yet. I've called several stations, didn't get anybody. I need to do more. But once I get them on the phone, I have a feeling that the return rate on it is going to be fairly low. So... Once you get somebody, you're going to get a lot of no's yep, from once get actually getting people before you get a yes. Well, what you tend to get mostly is uh, if you if you approach them the right way and you you respect their time, they'll give you a yes to listening to the show, and then it'll be a bunch of no's. I can't put you on the air because, well, right. they've already got 24 hours a day, seven days a week of programming, and they're not really in a rush to change any of it. Or so. they'll say in six months, maybe something like that, but my schedule's solid right now, something yep. something along those lines. So. so it's a process, which means that if a listener could go out there and take the risk and put up a uh, you know a transmitter of their own it'll be interesting to hear from Dan as far as what kind of uh, range he's getting on 18 watts i mean it doesn't sound like a lot but at the same time it could co- cover a small town pretty easily i would think it depends on uh, your antenna height yeah i mean i don't know what you would get out of 50 or 100 watts what a good limit is as well, far as I mean, you don't want to be too big because then you probably will draw too much attention. But you also want to reach as many people as you can. That's true. And those transmitters are out there and they're relatively uh, affordable. I mean, they're certainly not $186 or $168 what he spent on that 18 watt transmitter. You can get a 50 watt transmitter for 
a thousand bucks or so. So you're gonna you're looking at a much more significant investment, which means that if they come in and raid a, a, a situation like that, you're gonna you're gonna be losing quite a bit. So you have to be really be serious about because you're putting it on a the thousand line. Bucks? I don't know. I mean, a lot of people have hobbies. A lot of people gamble. Oh yeah, gamble no more than deal. that in a casino in the, in the course of a night. So. I'm just trying to give people an idea yeah. of what it is that they're dealing with here. Right. And you're absolutely right. I mean, hobbyists will spend thousands upon thousands of dollars on their hobby. Uh, and you know what? If people are going to jail for it, it doesn't really seem like a huge risk. I mean, you're going to lose the laptop. You're going to lose the transmitter. You're going to lose the antenna. They might take some other things that are around, but. There's just not a lot of experience out there with those kinds of raids, especially them raiding liberty-minded people. Usually they're just pirates or uh, socialists out in California that uh, they get raided. I wonder how many of them would be sort of considering themselves in our camp. Hour 2 is coming up. This is Free Talk Live. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp. FreeTalkLive.com. This is Free Talk Live. We are launching at hour number two of the program. You can bring up anything. Just dial the toll-free number at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And it's Ian here with you. And Nick. And you can join us on our website at FreeTalkLive.com. All the features are completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's FreeTalkLive.com. We continue with your phone calls about whatever you want. Then coming up, we'll give you an update on the police state in the U.K. What's going on with their cameras that they've got? They've got over 4 million CCTV cameras. But who's watching? We'll talk about that more. But your calls are primary. Fred in the North Pole. Fred, you're on Free Talk Live. (laughs) Hey, how are you doing? Are you really in the North Pole? Um, For this discussion, I am. (laughs) Okay. What's going on? (laughs) Well, I wanted to tell you how far he's going to go with 18 watts. Oh, you're talking about the, uh, just to bring our listeners up to speed who might just be tuning in, uh, we had a listener call in at the end of last hour telling us about his new community radio station, uh, which is an 18-watt FM transmitter uh, that he's just now put online and is testing out for the first time tonight, and you've got an experience, I guess, Fred? Yes. um, Back during the Kerry Bush election, um, I ran one of those little stations Mm -hmm. at the request of... I had basically assembled a really low-powered, I mean, it was like a third of a watt just for mm. myself so that I could hear um, the Internet while I was at work because I live close to where I work. Gotcha. Uh, but um, when the word got out what I was doing, all my friends said, gee, could you boost the power a little bit? <laughs> so we did. And so from about May till November of that year, we ran uh, – Basically, we ran Air America when it first launched just because all we were hearing up here at the North Pole was what a wonderful fellow Bush was and that Kerry was a, a no-good lout. Mm-hmm. And just for the sake of balance, I thought, well, you know, I have to provide some balance here. So here's what this fellow can expect. Um, first of all, for his 18 watts, that's going to stand out like a sore thumb. He'll get about seven miles on a typical radio coverage. In other words, like somebody not trying can get his signal for about seven miles. And in an automobile, um, well, let's see, I, I ran seven watts and we got a distance of like 13 miles 
now, now that's a, now that's like over just uh, open space, right? You're not talking. I mean, if you're in the North Pole, you're not dealing with a lot of uh, buildings or anything like that. Yeah, that, exactly. I mean, if there's hills in the way, it's going to affect it. Right. But um, certainly uh, in Texas is relatively flat, so if, if there's a hill in the way to stop his signal, it'll stop it. But and just think, um, what it, I mean, what it would have taken for you to go and uh, go through some sort of legal process in order to uh, to, to put a uh, FCC licensed station on the air would be just arduous levels of paperwork and bureaucratic hoops that you'd have to jump through. Uh, you'd have to pay thousands, probably thousands of dollars in application fees, various different FCC fees. I, I actually went recently to the FCC's website just to try to find out what it costs just to apply for a license. And I, it's, I spent 20 minutes just digging around trying to find some sort of document that actually had the application fees. And I, I could not find it. I mean, it's just, it's just an absolute nightmare trying to, to deal with their process. You know, my understanding is a licensing fee by itself with no, no other thing involved, just the fee for the license is in the realm of $3,000. Because yeah, that wanted... may be a yearly fee. Uh, yeah. I'm talking about just the application fee, which can be completely denied. So you send in the application fee, and they could come back and say, sorry, we're not accepting applications right now, but thanks for the money. Yeah. Okay, just uh, one more thing for sure. him. First of all, as I say, his, his typical coverage, unless he reduces power, and I kind of suggest maybe he might want to, he'll, he'll run for if he runs 18 watts, he'll get good coverage for seven miles and probably – uh, he he could be heard in a car for about 20. That's pretty exciting. I think that's great. Uh, I mean, really great results. Did you ever have any encounters with the FCC, or did anything uh, negative happen to you during your six-month run there? Uh, no, but it was funny because I'd go around town, and people would be talking about my station, and I wanted to tell them that it and was me. And you couldn't tell them. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> Very cool. I thank you for the call and the story okay. tonight, Fred, and uh, I'm glad you didn't have any trouble out there. And that, that's the way things should be. People should be able to put their own radio stations on the air playing uh, news talk or, or music or whatever it is that they want to put on, as long as they aren't interfering with their neighbors. And yeah, I mean, as and long I mean, as you're not stepping on someone's signal. I mean, right. if, if you're causing interference for an existing station that was there before you turned on the power, then that's, that is a problem. You're clearly in the wrong but, in a case like that. Right. But in... Nobody wants to do that. You don't want interference on your station. No. And if you're a startup guy, if you're, you know, you're just running 100 watts, 200 watts, something like that, you're not going to win that fight. I mean, you can run something on their signal right, or right next to it, but usually the established station is probably going to have a better signal up. So it doesn't make sense to do it anyway. And that's why the FCC is unnecessary. Well, it was the original reason why they claimed they were necessary was to make sure that there weren't any uh, clashes of signal on the band. And today, a lot of broadcasters, they lament that the FCC has gotten so large. It has become like any other government program. It has grown far beyond its original intentions. I mean, originally it was intended to simply be frequency allocation, and that was pretty much it uh, to, to sort of regulate that aspect of radio. And, of course, it has expanded into content regulation at this point, and it is doing far more than just radio and TV frequency allocation. It's messing with all kinds of uh, communications technologies. Right. They try to get involved even when it's cable, when you're not broadcasting on any right. frequency. You're coming through lines to people's houses who subscribe to the service. They want to regulate that, and I'm sure they'd like to regulate the Internet if they could do it. Yeah, and, if they but, could figure out how. Right. And politically, they don't have a great like to stand on. I think there would be a lot of people speaking out if they tried to regulate the Internet, regulate podcasts, because people would say, well, 
it's not on the air, it's on the internet. So they might be able to d- get in some regulations of the internet, but I don't think you'll be able to see something like the FCC swoop in and regulate all the content, at least not in the U.S. and not for a while. And I know in other countries they're doing it. In Australia, they're filtering content. Yes, they are. So I guess, you know, it, it, you're not immune from it just because you live in a first world country. Well, the filters exist in places like government libraries. Uh, the government military has uh, some some pretty severe filtering on it. Government schools. But that's not a government, uh, not property, but gov- government facilities. Oh, yeah, oh I you understand could do that. that in your own home, too. Sure you could. But that, I'm just that, pointing out that they have the filters right. already. They have a, a set list of websites. Free Talk Live, from what I understand, is in, in many cases banned uh, for, you know, terroristic threats or something like that. That, uh, liberty activism. I'm not sure what the category is, but we've been banned from a lot of those filter lists. So it's just a matter of taking that and expanding it out and mandating that all the internet service providers add those filters to their, you know, to their backend or whatever, whatever the whatever the technology uh, terms are. So it's totally possible, and it's just a matter of uh, it seems to be just a matter of time, doesn't it? It does. I mean, you'd like to think they wouldn't get away with it, and uh, and I'm sure that the, the crackers and the hackers out there would have their tunnels and they'd be able to get out uh, from underneath it. But for the most part, for most people, they'd be crippled. Most people wouldn't be able to visit the websites that they were intending to visit because of that. And I think that's awful. So Yeah, I, hopefully we'll be able to avoid it. I think that we might reach a point in a lot of countries in the U.S. and the U.K. where... The government is just trying to keep itself around as opposed to fiddling with new things. Because of the financial situation? Because of the financial situation, and I think we're going to see other things resulting from that. Unfortunately, I think you're going to see a lot of people out of a job and some people out of a home, and then people get restless and governments crack down. It's I'm not sure exactly what's going to happen, but I think that over the next few years, things are going to... They're going to get a whole lot worse, but they could get a whole lot better. So, too. how do you feel about the uh, the Fed cutting the interest rates today to the lowest? Po- I believe the lowest point in history for the U.S. Federal Reserve. It is, uh, I guess, for those who don't know, the the Federal Reserve cut the main U.S. interest rate to what Bloomberg is quoting as a target range of between zero and a quarter percent. Hmm. So, I think the Fed essentially is cutting to zero here. Well, they, they just, just didn't want, want to, they didn't want to <laughs> announce to the world that we're cutting to zero because everybody freaks out then as they should i mean we're kind of can they cut to the negative can they cut to Jap- the negative i think one? i think japan actually did something like that and huh. i never understood how a negative interest rate worked I don't really understand I, how the the regular one does. I, I think, well, I know that it's the cost of borrowing money. Right, to the banks, to the big banks. Right, right, but I think they almost gave some of the big banks in Japan, like, a bond if they lent the money or if they helped. I forget, but if somebody knows about the financial crisis they had in Japan and what they did, I know they went to zero. But they're they, desperate. I mean, this right. is the end of the line, right? Basically, they can inject more money. Printing money is all they can They'll do. They'll do that, sure. 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up anything. We'll give you an update on the UK police state in moments. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Just dial toll-free 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. And it's Ian here with you. And Nick. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are totally free, so enjoy those on us. And those features include the wiki with over 1,800 pages. It's like uh, the listener-editable version of our website. Head over and see what that's all about at wiki, W-I-K-I. 
www.freetalklive.com and join us for the Liberty Forum. It's coming up in early March, the 5th through the 3rd, here in Nashua, New Hampshire. Uh, it's going to be at the Crown Plaza Hotel. We attended last year, the year before that as well. A lot of fun. You're around hundreds of like-minded people, people that get liberty. Many of them already living here in New Hampshire. A number of them are considering a move and some of them uh, visiting and checking out the state for the first time. Uh, it's a great opportunity to network with, uh, again, some liberty, liberty-loving folks as well as meet some big names in the movement. People like Glenn Jacobs from the WWE. You might know him as Kane. Dr. Mary Ruart, the author of Healing Our World. Richard Heller from the Heller vs. D.C. Gun Decision. Mark Stevens from Adventures in Legal Land and more. Uh, more speakers are to be announced and the early bird discount is going to go away, I believe, the end of the week. So you should probably go ahead and get registered now at freestateproject.org slash libertyforum. That is if you want to save some money. And if you want to save a little more, you can use our discount code, save 10%. 2009 FTL is the code. That's 2009 FTL. Free Talk Live will be broadcasting live. You'll have the, uh, lots of networking, socializing opportunities, after-hours parties. It's a lot of fun. And we look forward to seeing you at the Liberty Forum. freestateproject.org slash libertyforum for more information and to get signed up as we continue with your phone calls across the pond to the UK, Ziggy is on the line. Hi, guys. Hey, Zig. Um, while Nick's there, I just want to say uh, good um, good show, uh, Free, to- uh, Free Minds Radio. Indeed. Oh, thanks. Uh, especially as you use one of one of your musical inserts is uh, the Little Fingers version of Johnny Was. I w- the only the only reason I put that in there as much as I like the song was to see if anyone would ever pick up on the reference. So. There you go. You got one. Uh, well, I've Thanks. seen them live several times. Yeah, anyway. you're lucky over there, but <laughs> go on. <laughs> Anyways, I've got, I've got a, a question for you, um, sure. Ian. If a pre-op transsexual phoned up your show, would they be counted as a, as, as, as a lady? A pre-op transsexual, is that somebody who has not yet, who is a, who was born a man and who has not yeah. yet changed to a female uh, in their body parts, but believes in their mind that they are essentially naturally a female? Yeah. yeah. You know, that's a darn good question, Ziggy. I, I don't have a, a real answer for you on that one. I, I have a feeling if Mark was here, he would say no, they should not be allowed on, uh, because we actually had somebody send us a picture, a, a transsexual, uh, or I guess a pre-op transsexual was sending us a photo for the shrine, and I suggested that they should be, they should have been allowed. I believe I defended uh, the shrine, and Mark was saying it, was, it should not have been allowed, and we ended up disallowing it. So I think we're only going with naturally born well, uh, the reason I, reason I ask you that is because I, I, I think I should just make you aware that this, this, is quite, this goes to the essence of property rights that one owns their own body. For a transsexual to, to do whatever with their body, they have to actually ask permission from two psychiatrists or they have to persuade two psychiatrists that, mm. that they're deserving of the operation, even if they finance the operation themselves. Now, though, most, though I think the UK and US governments have this as law, it actually stemmed from what were called standards and care for transsexuals, um, which were brought about by psychiatrists themselves, <laughs> uh, proving that psychiatry is an industry of its own. Um, and, of course, government has, compl- uh, has, has implemented these into law. I just find it um, very bizarre that um, a person has to ask permission to do whatever with their body. I agree with you. I think that it's your body. If you want to lob off your penis, you're certainly welcome to, uh, you know, to make that choice for yourself. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, I have to explain. My best friend uh, Shovel is a is a, is a transsexual. Shovel. 
Well, that's my nickname for them. I'm not going to tell you their real name. Okay. Um, to sit, you know, and, and basic, but basically, they had to go for the whole rigmarole um, of. Um, now, I could understand if it was coming from the doctor. I mean, for instance, when I went in to get my uh, vasectomy at age 23, I went in and they wanted to really make sure that I was uh, of, of sound mind. Uh, they wanted to make sure that I was making this decision after I'd thought about it and really given it some, uh, some, uh, some attention and rolled it over in my mind. They didn't want me to just jump to conclusions about yeah, making yeah, a decision like that. So if it was coming from the doctor or the doctor was requiring you, the, you know, to, to really make sure that you you intend to do this uh, i could understand that because they don't want to go and just hastily do an operation for but, somebody but who problem, but the problem i'm saying is that what psychiatrists have done is have lobbied government to implement this into law I oh yeah i see where you're coming from and, and i think and, that's and bad the fact, the fact the fact is what 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 really pisses me off is that psychiatrists um like to play you know there's that old saying psychiatrists like to play god um basically no they need to feed themselves so, so, so basically yeah it's guaranteed they, they, business they yeah, exactly. I mean, not that there's this huge run on people trying to go get transsexual operations. No, but no, there's... but it's not just with that. It's also Medicaid. Uh, you know, have you, have you, haven't you noticed over the last 20 years there's, there's far more mental disorders than there were 20 years ago? Sure. And they're diagnosing children at a rate that they never did before. Now children are being diagnosed with disorders that psychiatrists, there's not even really consent, uh, a consensus that children have these disorders. Things real. like bipolar disorder. But or now, ADD. Well, are they real? I mean, a lot of the diagnoses are probably incorrect. Or well, are they the just... The worst, the worst of the lot is personality disorder. Um, <laughs> someone's personality is disordered. No, every personality is different. Some are more different than others. Absolutely. Yeah. Just because your personality doesn't jibe with what the governmental entities are expecting doesn't mean there's something wrong with you. It's variety that's that, the spice uh, of life. I mean, if everybody was the same, if everybody acted exactly the same, then life would be boring. I, I have to say that this is actually a serious point for you, Ian. I mean, I know somebody here who is an anarchist, but of the left-wing variety. And they were diagnosed with a anti somewhat anti-authoritarian personality disorder. <laughs> That's a disorder, uh, huh? It well, some, something like that. Yeah, it, 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 it's something like uh, defiant person. You know, there's tons of them. Yeah. And what my fear is that basically that people who don't understand you, who just think that you act like maybe a stroppy teenager in their mind, will we'll suddenly say there's something wrong with this guy. Absolutely. Uh, I saw today, uh, for instance, and Ziggy, thank you for the call tonight. I appreciate yeah. hearing from you. saw today uh, that uh, one of our listeners shot me an email to let us uh, let me know that the video of my arrest in court, uh, in Keene District Court, uh, for the, uh, the contempt of court charges, uh, the video apparently hit the front page of a website called reddit.com, and apparently that's one of the more popular social bookmarking kind of uh, dig-style websites. And sure enough, it was there on the front page, and it had uh, something like several hundred comments already. The video is now the number one most viewed video on the Free Keen channel on YouTube, uh, with over 40,000 views at this point. And of course, a lot of the response from people was very negative toward me. You know, the idea that, oh, how dare I disrespect that judge and disrespect the law and disrespect the court. This, this attitude of indignance uh, at me and... There's, it's just so sad to uh, to watch people doing that. You know, they're trained. They're trained to believe that the uh, the court is real and it's it's not just some ludicrous authoritarian fantasy that there's actually some justice being dispensed there. And 
It's sad. It really is. It is. But that's what people are taught to believe from a very young age, so it's not a surprise that they do believe it. We continue with your calls about what you want. Uh, since we're talking about the U.K., we'll give you a U.K. police state update here in moments. It's Free Talk Live. Hey, podcast listeners. I've been working with a couple of advertisers who have concerns about the ages of our podcast listenership. Generally, the younger the person, the more likely they are to fill out a survey. We need to counteract this trend. Please, take a moment to go to survey.freetalklive.com and let us know your age and sex. That's survey.freetalklive.com, especially if you're over 25. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. Just dial toll-free 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Nick. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features, totally free. They include the updates. You get signed up. We'll keep you in the loop whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live. You'll know first if you're on the updates list at updates.freetalklive.com. That's updates.freetalklive.com. And if you love liberty, then check out Bureaucrash Social. It's the place for you to connect with freedom fighters from around the world. At Bureaucrash Social, you can share your ideas, obtain resources, and document your activism, as well as find awesome videos and pictures uploaded by other crashers. Go to bureaucrash.com to learn more. And get interactive over there, bureaucrash.com. So we go to the story from the Daily Mail in the UK. Once, Britain was the most watched nation in the world with more than 4 million CCTV cameras monitoring our every move. But now, in these difficult economic times, it seems that Big Brother isn't actually watching. In fact, no one is. You know, this story actually um, dovetails in with what you were suggesting earlier, Nick, and that is that eventually in the near future, the government might just be trying to keep itself together um, simply because of the economic situation is just getting so bad. It's going to hit them, too. And so this is some example, at least a small example of how it is that they just I mean, they don't even have the manpower to operate the police state that they're building. Right. Yeah. I mean, if they can't squeeze more money out of the people. What can they do? They can't print money forever without essentially destroying themselves and getting ousted. So They don't want to have that happen. They want their power. Right. So maybe they figure, well, if we scale back now, maybe we can hold on to this for a while longer. As cash-strapped police forces and councils around the U.K. are forced to tighten their belts in the recession, CCTV cameras around town centers are being left unmanned, as they can't afford to pay anyone to watch out for crime as it happens. Instead, entire networks of surveillance cameras are being effectively put on autopilot with police reviewing tapes only after a reported incident. While in some areas, members of the public and police community support officers are still being are being drafted in filled. Excuse me. The the police community support officers are being drafted in filled breach. Now, critics have called for a review of the future of CCTV surveillance, which has cost taxpayers 500 million pounds over the last decade, saying there's little point in having the cameras if no one's watching. Well, are they going to take the cameras down now, now that they've spent all the money to put them up? Worcester City Council is the latest to announce plans to cut CCTV operatives monitoring the town's 63 cameras in a bid to plug a 4.3 million pound hole in its budget. Council leaders claim that paying staff to carry out surveillance, which costs the council 140,000 pounds a year, is a burden it can no longer afford. I mean, after all, what's the return on investment here? What are they getting as far as catching crooks? Well, from what I've heard, the cameras weren't very effective in lowering crime rates, so no, one could all. argue that there's essentially no return on the investment. And 
as much as it sounds ludicrous to shut down something that, you know, just take the cameras down, that we've spent all this money on them. Well, it's going to cost money to keep them up and running, keep repairing That's them. That's true. The, the power that, uh, that for, for the system, the recording system, whatever computers are behind the scenes functioning, yeah. that's, just, that costs money. Why not just shut off the juice or, as the cameras malfunction, just not repair the ones that have gone down until... Essentially, there aren't any left. The move has angered police, who say it will be more difficult to detect and convict criminals without the support of the CCTV operators. Chief Super, uh, Superintendent Reynolds, South Worcester's head of policing, said, It's like having an automatic car without a driver. The dynamic, uh, dynamic element of the system is crucial. If a club reports trouble, the camera operators can point their camera at the venue. This could be a very important part of the evidence-gathering process. Yeah, you could have the cameras on a roaming setting, but it becomes haphazard on what it records. If an incident occurs and the camera happens not to be trained on that place at that time, it becomes useless in terms of that incident. Last month it emerged that the Cotswold the District Council had failed to allocate a new contract to monitor its CCTV system, and police community support officers have now been drafted in to fill the breach on Thursdays, Fridays, and Saturdays. But at all other times, the cameras have been on automatic, with police reviewing tapes only after reported incidents so apparently now they're advertising for unpaid civilian volunteers to monitor the cctv footage they're trying anything they can to keep their police state uh act in uh in action here if they can't fill it with volunteers they i doubt they're going to be able to fill it with anybody i mean they're not going to draft people to watch the cameras Oh, well, maybe they will. I mean, after all, isn't that what they're talking about doing here in America? The uh, the national service program with uh, that Obama has, uh, I mean, he's talking about creating some sort of government program that is a civilian national service program that will be the size of the military. So That costs money, too, though. And he, what he's true. talking about, I mean, he's, it's not going to be free. I mean, even if you're essentially paying people nothing, if you're going to force them to work them. for it, you have to house them, feed them. I mean, military personnel don't make a whole lot of money if you're an enlisted personnel, but you do get all kinds of benefits. The government tends to give its employees free medical care, you know, not very good, but they they give you all kinds of services because it's paid for by the taxpayer. If you're going to have an agency, I think Obama was calling for something as big or as powerful as the, the military, we can't afford that. The military is about <laughs> half the government budget already. We can't increase the government budget by another 50 percent as much well, as they're some not people do it in one like fell to. swoop they're probably well, going to start small right they'll probably think. start offering people money for college to to do things like americorps and other existing programs the peace corps and then they'll try to build up those programs and start maybe start a new command of some kind but i think there are limits to what they can do right now i think you're right about that uh and in fact surveillance expert professor uh, professor niger nigel gilbert who last year produced a report for the academy of engineers calling for a halt to cctv cameras until their need was proven said today the situation had become farcical he said the evidence suggests surveillance cameras are completely useless as a way of reducing crime their only way uh, their only use is as a way of collecting evidence that a crime has been committed it doesn't stop it from happening in the first place he says the public has been misled into believing it's a silver bullet for crime reduction and in actuality it is not that doesn't mean they'll reverse course though that doesn't mean who or the government the, the, the government in the uk but i mean they confiscated firearms and that didn't result in lower gun violence rates it actually higher gun violence rates followed that so clearly that program didn't work but you don't see them rushing to allow people to own handguns in the uk again that's true 
Because I mean, once the government rarely. has seized power, it is the power that they want. And a lot of people don't realize that. There are a lot of people out there who don't like government, but they give it the benefit of the doubt and think that it's just well-intentioned but people who are making mistakes mm-hmm. with things like a surveillance state. But that's not what it is. It's people who want a surveillance state. People they want in search that, of power. Right. They yeah. want that kind of control. It's not just that they think it'll reduce crime. In fact, they might not actually believe it'll reduce crime at all, but it gives them more control over the population. And that is ultimately what the the political class, at least at the high, higher levels, is after. That's what it seems to be. Uh, I think you're absolutely right. I mean, from my experience, I thought it was money and power, and I think I think it's primarily well, power. It's, it's, it is money, but I think you're right that it's primarily power because, I mean, I'll give you an example. Uh, the, the couch situation, as you know, the, uh, the last that we'd heard was that they were demanding a $120 fine from me, even though I spent three days, uh, three days in jail. They still wanted money. And uh, so that made me think, well, this has got to be about money. Well, I'll give them one last chance to prove it's not about the money. And so what I did was I made an offer to them that because there was another choice. I could give give $120 to the court or I could go and volunteer for 10 hours at some sort of community service program. So, or or a, a nonprofit, and that that counts as community service, and that they would wipe the uh, the debt away at the debt away at that point. And so what I said was, well, I don't really have, I don't really want to spend the time to go and do the community service hours. So how about I offer to give double the amount of the money to some sort of community organization, like there's a food bank here in Keene. And so I went to the court and I, I said, you know, here's my offer. I offer to give double the amount to the the food bank in lieu of payment to you guys. And so to kind of put them on the spot and to give them the opportunity to show how either greedy they are or to show if they were going to be feeling charitable as as I was feeling charitable. And indeed, they actually decided it took them like 10 days, their maximum time to make the decision. But they did say, yes, you could give the money to the community kitchen. So in that case, it wasn't about the money, but it was about the obedience. It was about getting me to do what they wanted me to do and to behave in their court. And it wasn't necessarily about the cash. So I think you're right. I think it's it's primarily about obedience to their so-called authority. They like to control people. Yep. 1-800-259-9231. Frank in New York coming up. Your calls as well about what you want. This is Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. Just dial toll-free 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. And it's Ian here with you. And Nick. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features totally free. So enjoy those on us. Get freetalklive.com. If you like the show, want to help support Free Talk Live, get your shopping done at amazon.freetalklive.com. You need stuff for your life. It's the holiday shopping season, so you're probably buying things for others. Why not do it from the comfort of your home, your office, wherever it is your Internet connection is? Get it done easily at Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. You'll get the brands that you trust at great prices, free Super Saver shipping in many cases, and Free Talk Live will get a percentage if you enter through that link. Again, that's Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. We go to Frank in New York. Frank, you are on Free Talk Live. Ah, Good evening. Hey, Frank, what's on your mind tonight? Yeah, I just wanted to commend that journalist for throwing his shoes at Bush. I thought it was really, if if all America had done that, maybe there would have been a change in the foreign policy. But I feel very bad, I feel very sad tonight, finding out that the person, the reporter, was tortured in Iraqi, uh, uh, I guess, police uh, protection or control. His ribs were broken, his legs were broken. 
But on an up note, one of the Saudi Arabian princes of the royal family wants to spend 6.3 million pounds to buy the shoes that he threw. That's amazing. Did he and get them I back? Thought it was, I thought it was a very tame uh, gesture after what Bush had done to that nation. Not only had he raped Iraq, he violated its territorial sovereignty. He killed approximately 1.2 million innocent Iraqis. And we found out, as I knew before he attacked Iraq, that Iraq had no weapons of mass destruction. So in a sense... I thought that was very tame of uh, sure. If that's the a, worst a very, thing happens, a very tame response, and we should commend that journalist who was brave enough to uh, show his uh, feelings and the feelings of the Iraqi people that have been repressed by the current regime that the U.S. installed after the invasion yeah, and I would the destruction say, of Iraq. I think you're right. I, I, I think you're right using the term tame. I mean, if that's the worst that happens to George Bush, is he gets a few shoes thrown at him? Uh, no big deal. No, I Absolutely. Mean, but on the, the other hand, on the other hand, I wanted to uh, commend you with your uh, uh, open view regarding sexual equality and gender-based uh, issues. I believe everyone should have the freedom if they want to, you know, uh, go through transsexual operations, become men becoming women, women becoming men. I think it's, you know, it's really... Uh, a personal issue, and everyone should have that right, and it's very libertarian to allow the sovereign individual to make those choices. Yeah, I mean, as Gender, long as you can pay for the operation, you absolutely. should be able to chop yourself up however you want. Absolutely, and I think it's something that uh, we need tolerance, and that's one of the best examples of tolerance. I'm with to you there. accept individuals, and they take the existential responsibility to change their life. You know, in a way they see fit. And yep. I think that's really what it's all about. Yep, I judge individuals based on the decisions, the choices, uh, the, the things that they, the choices they make, the things that they say, not uh, their gender or their eye color or their hair Absolutely. color, their melanin in their skin. It's all about what their belief system is and what they're willing to do to me. And if they uh, want me to be free as I want them to be free, then we'll Absolutely. get along really well. Thanks, Frank, for the call tonight. Okay. Appreciate it as always. 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Got a story from New Jersey uh, involving pennies. We've heard about stories like this in the past where somebody will be perhaps upset at the tyranny of the local government people and they're not quite ready to stop paying them, but they are willing to pay them in a unusual manner, for instance. Uh, and it doesn't usually go too well for them. This is from Nutley, New Jersey. CBS News reporting that a Nutley man is putting his two cents in about what he calls a lot of nonsense over a traffic ticket. They spell that N-O-N hyphen C-E-N-T-S. <laughs> he has been trying to pay his fine in pennies, but the town is demanding that he change his way of paying. It's been very it's very easy to count. It goes in tens. I mean there's five rows of tens, said Frank Gilberti. He showed hundred and twelve rolls of pennies to CBS station WCBS in New York City. He said he thought he could use the coins to pay a traffic fine at the Bloomfield Municipal Court. He said I went to the bank, got fifty six dollars worth of rolled pennies, and went down to the courthouse and they refused to take it. Rolled? They yeah. refused to take rolled pennies? Apparently. I mean who knows, Nick? They, he might have shorted him a penny in each roll. We can't have that now, can we? Uh, according to this, they had me. They told me to bring in cash. I was under the assumption that this was cash. Nonsense? Not really. Pennies are legal tender, according to the story. In fact, at the courthouse, WCBS-TV found a sign saying that cash is accepted. That's why the Nutley resident said he fought back, calling the court and convincing workers there to take his pennies. However, the 22-year-old said there was a condition. 
remember, this is all about control. They'll take the pennies, but he has to write his driver's license number on each and every single roll. So instead of just being able to go down and get rolls of pennies, take them in and and pay the the fine, now he's going to have to spend all of that time, 112 rolls of pennies, all of that time to write out his uh, driver's license number on each one if he wants them to take them from Well, I guess to some extent it boils down to are you willing to take up that much of the bureaucrat's time? Are you willing to trade them one-on-one? Because... I don't know if they'll actually open the rolls and check to see if there's 50 pennies in mm-hmm. each one. My guess is probably not. But <laughs> to me, it would still be worth it. To to spend all the time writing the driver's license number? Yep. You know, I wonder... I think I might buy a happen, stamp of some kind. Well, what would happen if you wrote the wrong number on there? This can't be in the actual law, right? They're just no, making they're just this making crap up. up. Right. right, so they just want to control him. This is what they do. They want to. They want to come up with something, some sort of hoop for him to jump through in order to allow him to give them the 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 payment in pennies. So if you wrote down a different number, then they'd have to check it against your real number to make sure it was the real number. So if you, I mean, I don't know if they require that you show them your license when you hand over the pennies, so they can do so they can do that. But that would take more of their time if they actually looked at all 112 rolls to make sure that the number was the same on all 112 rolls as it was on your driver's license. So that could be something that could really suck up their time. Would it be illegal to draw, say, a dirty picture next to your driver's license number? It's it's possible. I mean, they, they could. I don't know if it's illegal, but it, it might be something My that roll they of would. Pennies. I well, they, they I might refuse to accept it. Lying around, I happen to have doodled. You're not on allowed it. to doodle on the the rolls. You're only allowed to to write the driver's license number apparently there's more to the story uh he says i simply asked them if i would have to do this if i were handing in a 50 uh, 56 in bills would i have to write my driver's license number on each bill and they had no response said gilberti and even more shocking he said then i found out there was a warrant for my arrest Funeral home employ- the funeral home employee paid a $90 bail fee in order to stay out of jail. WCBS went by to get a comment from the court, but as soon as reporters got there, they were told, turn the camera off. It's injustice, said Gilberti. This is U.S. currency accepted all over the country, but apparently not in Bloomfield, New Jersey. Gilberti's got a court date Tuesday morning, and he plans on taking all of these pennies with him, all 112 rolls. WCBS also contacted the court system in Trenton, but no one there would comment either. Which, How much time do you think the court has spent on this? You mean dealing with his phone calls and, yeah, uh, and, and the his reporters' visits? phone calls and hard to say in uh, an hour or two, maybe. Mm. It seems to me they're spending an awful lot of time on it for essentially what was it, fifty, hundred sixty-six bucks, fifty-six bucks, right? It just, it is a way to get back at them. I think he's already won in a sense. Like, he has already caused the court more grief than mm-hmm. it's probably worth it, that $56. I think I think to his, to their mind and to his mind, they would have preferred that this guy not gotten a ticket and that somebody else who would have just written a check had been the one to get the ticket. Well, and to some extent, I think that's, you know, what you have to go by, like... Yeah, it's very hard to get out of paying the money because they're going to get their money out of you one way or the sure other. They they'll throw you in jail. But what you can do is cause them a lot of grief. So I give this guy credit for at least making them work for the money. Granted, he has to use his time to do it too, but right. but to some extent, I think he probably enjoys getting back at them. 
I think so, too, and I, I hope it goes well for him. Obviously, he was in court uh, this morning, so perhaps we can look and see if there's a follow-up story, but uh, we'll let you know if we discover that. I think it's an interesting approach. I love the idea of giving the bureaucrats something a little different than what they're used to getting. I mean, most people pay things with checks or with uh, with just regular bills, cash, uh, greenbacks. And I think changing that up can be interesting. We had one listener who at one time was given a fine, and he actually put – I believe he actually put the like the 50 the 20 and the $10 bill as an $80 fine or something. He put it all in epoxy. So he just kind of epoxied it up, and well, he created this plaque basically okay, of money I'll, that he I'll, gave I'll them. play devil's advocate for a second. I mean <laughs> – if, if you walked into a business and tried to pay yeah. – even though it's legal tender, like w- with the epoxy case, I think there there is a point at which you make it so difficult for them to get them. Like either you're paying or you're not, right? <laughs> so at at some point you're making it so difficult for them to actually receive the payment that they could argue that you haven't made a legitimate payment. I don't know what happened to that guy. I mean, we never heard. I don't know if we heard from him after but the fact. To my or... mind, giving them coins is legitimate. I mean, that's yeah. money. That's legal tender by their own rules. I wonder how they would like it if somebody went and paid their property tax bill in pennies. That would be pretty I'd intense. I'd like to see somebody do it with a really big bill like Hour that. three is coming up. You take control. This is Free Talk Live. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free. But if you think other people deserve to hear this show, Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into Hour 3 of the program. You can bring up what you want if you dial toll-free 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Nick. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. We'll start things out here uh, this hour talking about the police state in the U.S. We talked uh, last hour about the U.K. giving you an update on their CCTV system. Over 4 million CCTV cameras uh, in operation Unfortunately for them, or for the government people, there just aren't enough government bureaucrats to operate them. They can't afford to hire enough people to watch them all. So it's uh, it seems as though, at least in that particular aspect of the police state, they've hit a wall over in the U.K., which that's good to know. Good news for, uh, for people that love freedom is that uh, these governments can't expand their police state too fast. If they do, they just don't have the manpower to, uh, to operate it. They don't have the money to pay for it. So that's good news. means it'll keep their growth pretty slow. But grow it does. Uh, here in the U.S., immigration and civil liberties groups condemned new uh, U.S. government policy to collect DNA samples from all non-citizens detained by authorities and all people arrested for federal crimes. So welcome to the you know the new America where the federal government, if you could commit some sort of federal offense, they're going to have your DNA on file. Now, I can see why that might upset some people. Not every federal offense is a violent offense either. A lot of people think that if it's Drugs. a federal crime, it, it has to make mean you're a violent Mm-mm. person. But there are drug crimes. There are, I don't know, if you run afoul of the FCC, for instance, like we were talking about yeah. during the previous hour, that's one way that you could be charged with a federal crime. There's there's so many federal laws now, and they're involved in so many parts of our daily lives that it's not hard to run afoul of a federal law. The stories from the Washington Post, uh, the new Justice Department rule published Wednesday and effective January 9th dramatically expands a federal law enforcement database of genetic identifiers, which is now limited to storing information about convicted criminals and arrestees from 13 states. 
Congress authorized the expansion way back in 2005, citing the power of DNA as a tool in crime-solving and prevention. The FBI created, created its National DNA Index System in 1994 to store profiles of people convicted of serious violent crimes, such as rape or murder. But the system has been expanded repeatedly, first to include all convicted felons, then misdemeanants, and then state arrestees. The data bank contained more than 6.2 million samples as of August, and officials estimate that 61,000 cases have been solved or assisted using DNA. So the change could add as many as 1.2 million people per year to the national database, say U.S. officials. Supporters equate DNA collection to taking fingerprints or photographs at the time of booking. Uh, one of the senators who wrote the legislations uh, blabbed on about it. But critics say that new rule uh, said the new rule raises constitutional privacy concerns. U.S. officials said that probable cause that a person has committed a crime or indications that he's an illegal immigrant subject to removal from the country are appropriate standards for collecting their DNA. But according to the ACLU, technology, uh, their Technology and Liberty Products uh, Project said the change turns the presumption of innocence on its head. President of the American Immigration Lawyers Association said the U.S. rule casts civilly detained immigrants as criminals, requiring them to submit to DNA testing even in cases where there is no suggestion of any criminal violation. So there you have it. They are moving ahead and moving forward uh, with more databasing. And this is what government does. They've got an opportunity to collect information on you. They're going to jump at it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And we just uh, the good news we saw actually out of the United Kingdom where their police step got knocked back a couple steps was that people who had not been convicted of crimes still had their DNA in the database. And the way this article is reading is saying people who are, are arrested for federal offenses, not who are convicted. And the way it was working in the UK was mm-hmm. if you were detained by the police and they took a cheek swab or however they got the DNA, once it was on file, they didn't throw it out, even if you were found not guilty. If you took it to trial and you won, they still had your DNA on file. And a lot, I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of listeners out there, even if they haven't had much trouble with the law, who have been arrested or detained by the police at some point in their lives, whether it was for something like drunk driving or a minor drug possession offense. Sure. And that's going to be on their database for the rest of your life unless a court steps in and makes them take it off. Well, the interesting thing here is they're saying that this is going to expand to all people arrested for federal crimes, but apparently they've already been uh, cataloging arrestees from 13 states. So, well, those in, are probably states that already have their own policy, right, where they take DNA because they can't and imagine they're just the, sending it on right. to the feds because they can't imagine the feds are collecting the DNA from people arrested for misdemeanors in certain states. Sure, yeah. I imagine that this local and state police are collecting that information and then passing it on. Yep, I think you're absolutely right about that. But it's just yet another example of how these government programs continue to expand. I mean, the original intention, whenever they pass some new government program, it always comes along with some good intention. And in this case, the original intention was to track the convicted violent murderers and rapists. And when you look at that, it sounds reasonable. I mean, who wants to who wants to stand up for murderers and rapists, right? It seems reasonable on its face, but then as the program goes on, it expands out as they're saying here to misdemeanors. So in 13 states, if you get if you're uh, if you're arrested for a misdemeanor, you could have a you could be swabbed. Yeah, and I know in many states, if you say fight a parking ticket, not even a moving violation, but if you have a parking ticket, a parking meter, you plead not guilty, fight it and lose, that can go on your record as a misdemeanor. 
and nope. suddenly they're going to take your DNA for that? What are some of the uh, ramifications of this? I mean, beyond just the, the natural tendency of governments to catalog and to database things, what is it that they could use the DNA information of an individual in order to – how could they use your DNA to oppress you ever further? I, I mean, I don't know. I assume that you could see in the future, once they're better at sequencing DNA, you could see them using it for things like detecting people who might have, if there's a gene that's associated with violence. Or, or, or maybe uh, maybe some sort of uh, looking at their uh, their body makeup. Can you can we identify the fat people from their DNA or something like that? I, and if you've got a socialist medicine system, make sure that you've, you're watching what they eat. I, mean, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. I'm not a geneticist, but there are certain genes that do predispose people to certain diseases. So there are people who have a gene that make them more likely to say, I believe there's a gene that makes you more likely to experience nicotine addiction that Eastern Europeans have more than Western Europeans. Or so are they going to categorize people on, well, regular people can smoke still, but these people with the gene that put them at a higher risk, we should really prevent them from getting it or make them pay a special tax. Or right. Something I, I'm like just that. trying to go out as far on the, you know, the, the, the limb here as possible to think uh, w- with my current paradigm what it is they could possibly do to be as oppressive as possible with this. And if you want to share your ideas, 800-259-9231. I mean, the most obvious part is an identification program where the federal government has as many people's uh, DNA on record as possible. They may make it so that in order to have the real ID which many states are going to be putting into effect in order to have a real ID. You'll have to have a mouth swab and be entered into the federal database. That way, if they're looking for somebody, for whatever the reason is, maybe they're a, they're a dissident or something like that. Maybe they're looking for a dissident. They've got this checkpoint set up. We talked about the very first story tonight was that the Marines are now working with the California Highway Patrol doing checkpoints. So you've got the feds involved now doing uh, doing roadblocks. So if they're looking for you and they set up a checkpoint and they're swabbing everybody's mouth that goes by, it's going to be a pretty damn foolproof way of identifying people. Whereas before, if you didn't have a, a license on you and you don't have any sort of credit cards or any sort of identifying information and you keep your mouth shut, they can't really figure out who you are if you're in an area where they don't know you. Like if I got arrested here in Keene, they'd know who I am. Um, There's a good chance they would know who I am simply because I'm visible. But if you're just somebody that they're looking for and you don't identify yourself in any way, eventually they're going to let you out of that jail cell. Whereas if they can swab your mouth and then check you on the DNA system, I mean, that's almost a 100% match. It's darn close. It's about as close as you can get, and it's not just DNA. There's other things that they're doing now with biometric data. So, for instance, your retina scan, something that sounded like science fiction not too long ago. Now they're thinking about putting biometric data in things like your passport or even mm-hmm. mandating it for your driver's license with the Real ID Act that they've passed. Uh, so you could, you could see a time where if you get a driver's license at some point in your life, get your retina scanned, they might just be able to scan your eye and see if you were ever in the government system at some point. It might have been 10, 15 years ago, but that's going to follow you. One thing is for sure, you can expect this cataloging to expand. They will use every opportunity they possibly can to get as much information on you as they can. Uh, More on the way. You take control. 800-259-9231. It's Free Talk Live. Talk Live, you 
can bring up what you want. Just dial toll-free 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Nick. Join us online at freetalklive.com. We've got live streams, broadband version, dial-up version, webcam, all totally free for you. Head over to listen.freetalklive.com to experience them for free. That's listen freetalklive.com Get the inside scoop on football betting from Ted Murray and find out about rape defense from self-defense expert Kimber Johnson. All at paladinpodcast.com. Paladinpodcast.com is a service of Paladin Press. You can browse over 900 books and DVDs on topics such as personal and financial freedom, Second Amendment issues, self-defense, and more. Remember, it's paladinpodcast.com. 800-259-9231 to your phone calls. We go to Matt in Illinois. You're on Free Talk Live. Matt, what's on your mind? Good evening, guys. Hey, you're on the amp line. Okay, so last night I had to go bail my brother out of uh, jail. Oh, boy. Hurry up and wait. He had been, he had been, yes, he had been in jail since Saturday uh, night uh, on a domestic charge, hmm. and um, I was finally able to get to the jail after I finished work on Monday. We didn't know what his bail was going to be until Monday morning uh, when he had a hearing. So I went in to pay his bail. Mm -hmm. And while I was sitting there, uh, there was a lot of people that came in, and I was talking to one gentleman in particular. This guy looked like a typical guy, it was kind of a tweed shirt and jeans. Were these people coming uh, in to also pay bail for other people? This gentleman was. Okay. The, uh, the rest of the people were coming to visit. Gotcha. And there was a lot of, of visitors, a lot of ladies uh, coming in to visit their boyfriends or husbands or mm-hmm. fathers or whatever. And, um, and I felt sorry for all of them. Sure. Uh, but I have no idea what they were in for. Mostly uh, drugs. The story here was this gentleman I was talking to. It turns out that this guy was a chemist. Right? Turns hmm. out he, he was coming to bail out his wife. His wife was arrested for driving on a suspended license. And the police said it was suspended for some financial reason. And they didn't know why. Hmm. And the wife had no idea that her license had been suspended and she had just picked up her kids from school and was driving them home when she got pulled over wow so this guy got a call at work from his wife telling him they're arresting me and they're taking the children (laughs) right and he he thought she was joking but they actually handcuffed her in front of her kids sure sat her in the back of a squad car. They were sending for another squad car to come and pick up the kids, and they were going to tow the car. So the guy had to run out of work, run down to where she was being arrested, pulled up behind her, and was able to get them to not tow the car. And he gave the kids to his parents, who he had to call up, and they had to come down and get and get the car or get the kids. Uh, so the grandparents had the kids. So now the police have ruined an entire family's day. Oh yeah, because More of a suspended that. license. 
and it was all over paperwork or something. Somebody forgot to pay a bill, or maybe they paid the bill, but the bureaucrats forgot to mark it paid. I mean, the, the bureaucrats are constantly making mistakes in the office, and when they make a mistake, then warrants get issued, <laughs> and then uh, this stuff happens. And and so while the the um, while the parents, the grandparents were picking up their grandchildren, the uh, grandfather apparently left some rat poison out that he was going to use under the porch to poison some mice or something that he had seen. Okay. And when they got home, the dog had eaten it. Oh, jeez. Was so it dead? Now he's taking. Now he's taking the dog to the hospital. It was a big dog. He said it was a, a mix between a Mastiff and a Great Dane. Wow. And they're taking the dog to the hospital. And the, that's what the vets told him to do. And the hospital uh, pumped the dog's stomach for them um, and uh, gave it water. and Or, I'm sorry, didn't pump the stomach, induced vomiting. And, and then gave him water to run whatever was in the system through and uh, kept him for observation. And that cost them another $400. Just so, one traumatic event after another. None of it had to happen in the first place. All some bureaucratic snafu. And, of course, what do they do? They arrest over it. They couldn't have just given a warning. They couldn't have just said, oh, well, you realize you're driving while suspended. Well, you're, you know, you're going to have to come to court and talk about that and see what's going on here. We'll, we'll try to figure out what the reason for this is. They're not interested in helping. They're not interested in serving anybody but the state. They're not interested in doing anything to help you out. And that's exactly what this guy was saying. This is just a normal, this is one of the respectable. Right, this was his wake-up call, right? Right. This guy was, you know, he's a chemist, he's working, he's got a full-time job, Uh, his wife is a stay-at-home mom, all she has to do is pick up the kids from school every day and take care of the household. These are respectable, everyday people that you see on the street and anybody who thinks that they're safe from this kind of stuff just doesn't understand what's going on. No, nope, they there. sure don't. They think they think they're still living in some sort of fantasy world where only the bad guys get uh, get in trouble from the police. Only the people that are are disobedient, disobeying the law, they're the only ones the cops are going after. I mean, you hear the attitude all over the place. If you've been listening, if you've been over at freekeen.com and you've been listening to some of the talkback archives that we've been posting there, just listening to some of the status and what the, what it is that they have to say. Uh, there's this one old lady who calls in to talk about how she thinks the police are just great and that there's nothing wor- there's no reason to be complaining about the police and you know if you're an 80 year old lady that's probably a true statement but she obviously doesn't have any grandchildren that have been arrested for marijuana possession obviously she has not had any sort of negative experiences with the police in her own life but they're out there doing terrible things to innocent people people who've never harmed another person like the the folks that you were talking about here and yet they're still held up as the protectors of virtue they're held up as you know this necessary uh the wonderful force that we need to have in our lives and i i don't agree with it no and and you know i i was talking i was saying this is ridiculous and like of course the guy was saying the same thing and i said to him i go and they want to know why people are angry at them mm-hmm. they want to know why people don't like the police well here you go here's a perfect yep. example and then now I got there. I had to stop at the ATM to pull out. The bail for my brother was $178. So I had to stop at the ATM to pull out $180 for his bail. And I got all in 20s. When I got there, 
There is a notice. I have to have exact change. They <laughs> cannot make change. They cannot take more. They can't take more? They, they had to take the exact amount. It had to be exactly Crazy. $178. <laughs> Now, fortunately, my job requires that I carry uh, a, a number of ones and fives at all times so that I can test the, the uh, units that I it's all I don't understand this. I mean, I've heard this before, and hang on, that we'll bring it back. You can finish your story here in moments. I've heard this before, the, uh, the idea that if you pay, like, one cent more on your property tax bill, that they can't take it. Is there a truth to that? Is there some sort of weird bureaucratic accounting thing going on, or is it just a control thing? 800-259-9231, because you'd think, why wouldn't they take more? It's Free Talk Live. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live. You bring up anything, dial toll-free, 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Nick. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are totally free, so enjoy those on us. They include the bulletin board system. Get interactive with over 400,000 posts. There's a lot to talk about, all for free, over at bbs.freetalklive.com. That's bbs.freetalklive.com. And the Institute for Humane Studies is now offering free seminars over spring, uh, spring break. This March, you can join other libertarians from across the country for an intense and interdisciplinary exploration of classical liberal and libertarian thought. Participation is free. IHS provides housing and meals during the conference. You can apply now to attend a seminar at the University of California, Santa Cruz, March 7th through the 12th, or at Emory University in Atlanta, March 14th through the 19th. So visit libertarianseminars.com for more information and to get signed up. That's Libertarian Seminars. Dot com. As we go back to Matt in Illinois, uh, Matt, we're talking about uh, just the awful situation that so many people in America have gotten themselves involved in, uh, which in many cases are just simply results of bureaucratic paperwork snafus or in some cases, of course, uh, drug laws or other so-called consensual criminals that uh, people are just being rounded up, placed into the system and families' lives being ruined. You were in the middle of uh, telling us a story about uh, where you were apparently out bailing your brother out of jail last night and uh, go ahead and, and just recap briefly and then go ahead um yeah and i talked to the the, uh, the gentleman whose wife was arrested for uh, suspended license and because of that they their grand their uh, parents dog almost died from rat poison and uh when i was there i noticed that there that i needed the exact change of $178. I couldn't give them 180 They you couldn't accept it. And you talked to them about this? You discussed this with them? I didn't discuss it with them. Fortunately, I had exactly $178. I see. Fortunately. But if I hadn't, I would have had to have gone somewhere else, gotten the exact change, come back, <laughs> then bailed out my brother, and it probably right. would have taken an extra hour, and it already took at least an hour. Sure. Um, and, you know, what if, I don't know, what if I had no way to get exact change? Is that some sort of, what is your speculation on that, Matt? Do you, do you believe that this is some kind of control freak thing, or is it just some bizarre accounting practice? Um, according to the note, they said that they don't have any money to give as change. Um, but, I, 
Right. I think it's just, I think, because why couldn't they make it $30? If they can't give change, why can't, the, the processing fee was $28. Mm-hmm. His bail was 50 the processing fee was 28 That's why it was 178 So why not just make the processing fee 30 Maybe so now, it's because you know, they want to. F- you know, now you got a nice even number. They want to make it as difficult as they can for people. That's right? They want to mess with like, you. They want to. Right. They want to put up as many hoops as they possibly can. They must get some sort of kick out of it. I mean, the, these control freaks must get some kind of jolly out of uh, messing with people like this. Yeah, I think somebody's laughing somewhere. He's got to have exact change. So, anything it's else you just, wanted to highlight from your visit uh, to the to the jail? Uh no, not really. Just the wait time was was incredibly. How long, long. were you in there for, from wait. start to finish? Oh, I was. I got there. It was um, about five thirty, and I left about quarter to seven, somewhere in there. So that actually sounds pretty quick. Two hours. I, that's that's actually pretty quick. I've heard of people spending three to four hours trying to bail somebody out before. So I would say you're on the the relative on the fast well, side of bureaucracy. The, the gentleman that was there for his wife, now he had been there for two and a half hours mm-hmm. already when I showed up. So it took him about three hours. Uh, yep. But my brother had, you know, his he followed his wife in, so they had to process her. So that's what he was waiting for. Yep, that's my what they got to do, they're processing. Saturday. Right. I, I sat in a, a cage for quite a while before they decided to get around to processing me, and the only reason they did was because one of the guards happened to notice that I was just in there standing there, and he wondered why. And so he'd, oh, we still need to process you. So it's like, they'll get it done when they get it done, and there's not there's not a damn thing you can do about it because, hey, if you're not satisfied with their service, with their level of service, it's not like you can stop paying for it. And that's one of the worst right. parts about this is not only are they ruining people's lives, but they're doing it in our name. They're doing it with our money. And I just, I mean, it seems to me that there was a time when it's something like this woman's, you know, what happened to my brother, okay, he, he hit somebody, and so mm-hmm. he went to jail. But what happened with this woman with the, with the car and the suspended license, I mean, why couldn't they, they could see that she had kids. Why couldn't they escort her back home or something? It's just so callous. Yep, it's so callous. It's so rude. Uh, 1-800-259-9231 is a number. I thank you, Matt, for the story. And uh, it just keeps happening. People's lives being flushed down the toilet. This is not. Uh, this is not something you want to have to deal with. People aren't ready for this. They don't plan for these things to happen. And then when they do, they blow up and they blow up big. I mean. The, as a result of the chain reaction from these events, the dog almost died. The family dog almost poisoned itself. So it's just terrible. It's unintended consequences, but that's what happens when government meddles in people's lives. Yep. Every and, single time. And, you know, I'm somebody who thinks we should have a very small amount of government around, or that we might need it, not that we really should. But why should they be interfering with regular peaceful people? I mean, the number of people that are actually out there being violent and causing damage to property and stealing things very small. is very small. You and, know, and, I was, and for the most part, not that everybody who is suspected of a crime is guilty, but for the most part, if the government's going after people who are hardened criminals or at least people who are suspected of those crimes, most of the time, you're probably right. They are probably bad people. So if there's an unintended consequence there and something bad happens to them, well... No one's going to shed any tears. It's hard to feel bad if if a murderer is inconvenienced by the process. But if it's a regular person like you or me, then 
it really should cause people to question the need for the system that we have right now. And there are a lot of regular people in there. Uh, when I was in for the three days that I was in, uh, in the holding cell, in the bubble, as they call it, there were three other guys that were in the, the cell with me. And at least two of them, if not all three, at least two of them had kids at home and a loved one, a lady that uh, that had a, that had a child. And in one in one of them's case, it was not his biological child, but he had essentially become the adoptive father of the of the child. And the other one's case, it was his biological kid. And and these guys were ripped away from their families as a result of drug One of them was a violation of probation. Actually, both of them were violation of probation originally on some sort of drug related charge. So it just made me so sad to know that. I mean, it was bad enough that Julia, my girlfriend, was was having a tough time, but she's self self reliant. She can take care of herself. She doesn't have any kids to deal with. It's it made me feel so bad for these guys. I mean, they were the the breadwinners for their home, and their wives or girlfriends are completely s o l, completely un you know unable to uh, to to take care of themselves in the way that they would have been able to with their boyfriend or a husband out of the jail cell, and just to, like to see that. In, you're making these kids suffer. I mean, the, the government claims it does things for the children, but what they're doing here is they're destroying families. How is that good for kids? 1-800-259-9231. The government uses a lot of things to justify its role because people do see what the government does. And I think a lot of people are offended by the way that they treat people or by the way, you know, people in, in their own circumstances, how they've been treated by police officers in the courts in the past but they, at least to some extent, they buy the line that the government feeds them, that you need to have the government around to protect children and to pave the streets and things like that. And most of the justifications that government gives for its existence, nearly all of them, are false. They're just lies or it's, it's creative spin on, mm-hmm. why they're, on their programs. In many cases, they won't even answer your questions. I made a phone call recently to the uh, to the Department of Justice here in New Hampshire, asking questions about them and the and the government and the consent and the consent of the governed and the Constitution. And they don't want to answer any of my questions. He was not interested in serving me in any way, shape, or form. And they claim why to be should he be? Right. You don't pay him. Well, I, mean, I you do, do pay him. You do pay him, but you don't have a choice. Right. I mean, you, you cannot pay him, but then so they'll they, take your house. It's an amazing scam. I mean, they, they walk around all uh, self-important, calling themselves servants, and there's it's just nonsense. They're not doing anything but serving themselves to our money or with our money. I mean, it's just outrageous, the idea that they are in any way our servants. It's clear that they believe they're the masters. More on the way. You take control. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up anything. The toll-free number for you is 1-800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Nick. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. And if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, become an amplifier for as little as 3 bucks a month. We take that money in, reinvest it into the program, getting on more radio stations across the country, around the world, bringing new Internet listeners on board. So get all the details and get signed up. Get access to perks like AMP-only call-in lines, chat room, forum, and more all over at amp.freetalklive.com. In fact, speaking of the AMP-only call-in lines, we go there next to Dan in Alabama on the AMP lines. Hello, Dan. Hey, guys. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Hey, uh, I realize most of the listeners probably aren't participating in the uh, chat room, but there's all kinds of uh, rumors flying around about Mark's whereabouts. He's uh, 
I don't know, everything from he's uh, in Gitmo in Cuba to uh, rumors about DUIs and, and minors and, and cocaine. So maybe Oh, I'm sorry. I thought I mentioned that. last night that uh, that he was gone on vacation. Uh, he's down in Florida. That's where oh, he goes. Oh, vacation he's, to Florida. Yeah, he's always in Florida this time of year for like a week. Actually, I think he's going to be down for like a week and a half, actually. So, And in fact, I see him in the chat room, so I'm pretty sure everybody in the chat room knows where... <laughs> Mark is at the moment. And of course, you're talking about the AMP-only chat room. It's one of the, the features that only amplifiers get access to. So there you go. Anything else on all your right. mind, Dan? Well, that's all I got. Thanks for the call. 800-259-9231. Let's talk to, uh, let's go to Noah in Texas. Noah, you're on Free Talk Live. Noah, Oh, uh, cool. Texas. Can you hear me okay? What's on your mind tonight? I wanted to throw my two cents in about the cops uh, arresting people first and asking questions later. Sure, go ahead. Okay, so I used to work overnight at Walmart in Rockwall, Texas, Mm -hmm. and I was driving to work one night, and I was a little bit late, and so I was speeding, and I got pulled over for speeding, and uh, the the cop keeps insisting that I'm stoned, and I'm not. I'm completely sober, and he keeps insisting that I'm stoned, Hmm. and... uh, and then he tells me to get out of the car, and he asks me if I can search the car. If he can search the car, I said no. Good for I'm you. I'm late to work. I told him I'm late to work. I don't want him to search my car. I need to get going. He tells me to get out of the car, and he searches my car anyway. Oh, boy. Okay. You got yourself a rogue cop. Yeah, a cowboy cop yep. from Texas. And uh, so anyway, yeah, he actually finds like a, a, a piece of a marijuana pipe. Oh, okay, not a no. pipe, but a piece of a pipe. Oh man. Okay. And then so so he handcuffs me and throws me in the car and he drives me to the jail, but he throws me in the drunk tank. Right? He didn't uh, he didn't charge me with a crime or, or arrest me. He just threw me in the drunk tank. He kept insisting that I was high, which I wasn't. Hmm. Okay, so when I get into the drunk tank, check this out. There's this uh, there's this older guy in there. He's probably uh, 40, 50 years old. He's from Saudi Arabia, and he's in the drunk tank with me. Uh, turns out this guy's a medical doctor who is also completely sober, and uh, he got arrested by the same cop for uh, raising his voice at a uh, pizza restaurant. And so apparently this cop was just out there uh, busting people and taking them to the drunk tank. Uh, and, and, yeah, this guy's a medical doctor. I mean, he's completely Amazing. sober. I mean, What ended up happening to you? Oh, they released me about four hours later. No charges? And, uh, yeah, they released me from from the drunk tank about four hours later, uh, wrote me a ticket. And, ticket. And, okay. Yeah. So was it for paraphernalia, the ticket? Uh, no, no, no. He didn't charge me with that. I think he didn't charge me with that because I told him he couldn't search my car. Yeah, that's a good point. He didn't want it to be excluded uh, from the evidence if you took it to court. So what was the uh, the ticket for, do you recall? Yeah, it, I just got a speeding ticket. Huh. Wow, and amazing. And a four-hour sit in a drunk tank yeah, with, with another sober guy who happened to be a medical doctor. Yeah, it's just running people through the system. It's total obedience. They have complete control over us, and and it's it's about extracting money. It's number one obedience. Number two, yeah. it's money. Mm-hmm. Thanks for the call tonight, Nate. I appreciate hearing from you, or Noah, rather. Thank you. 800-259-9231. Let's talk to Gene, the Christian anarchist on the amp line. Hello, Gene. Well, hi, guys. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Well, I wanted to uh, mention something about the uh, about the uh, uh, genetically modified foods, but first I wanted to tell you about my experience with the TSA this weekend. Okay, go for it. 
they decided to call me aside for the special screening procedure because hmm. I guess the Christian anarchist is too much of a terrorist. So they pulled me aside, and I said, oh, boy, I feel lucky. I feel like I just won the lottery. <laughs> and uh, I just made light of it the whole time, you sure. know, and just smiled and was just a cheery cheery little servant as they uh, scanned my, you know, took their little pads and checked all the uh, bags to make sure there wasn't any explosives. And uh, um, they didn't check to see if I was going to throw my shoes at anybody, though. I really liked that shoe bomber incident with the president. That mm -hmm. was pretty good. A lot of people take their shoes off at the TSA checkpoints, so it's certainly something that you could start to see happen. Yeah. Not likely, though. Yeah, my shoes had to be taken off, and I thought they lost my laptop for a minute. I, oh my. I almost panicked because they got all done with my stuff and started to hand it back to me, and they gave me my laptop case, but no laptop. And I go, well, I got a laptop here somewhere. Where is it? And I'm panicking, thinking that, you know, they gave it to somebody else, and my laptop is on another flight somewhere. Mm. And, uh,. Turns out they had just got it stuck in the x-ray machine because the x-ray machine stopped running, and uh, it was in there. So they had to nice. dig it out of the x-ray machine and go put it in another one, so I did get it. But All right. So what else anyway, happened? Anyway, the genetically modified foods, and I have these... Uh, so that wasn't it? Your, so so your TSA story was to tell us that you were a good little boy with the TSA? Yeah, that was, yeah, and okay. everything ha ended up all right. That was I didn't pretty get or nothing dramatic like that. All right. Go ahead, um, Gene. What about the GMO I, foods? The... As far as genetically modified food goes, um, really there's nothing we can do to stop it, so it's one of those kind of things. But it is something that I think is going to cause some extreme uh, problems in the world. You know, anytime really? man starts messing with stuff like this, they got to screw it up. You know, they, I don't know. I love anything. having all those apples to choose from, Gene. That's really cool. I like having the new well, uh, special kinds of apples that I've never seen before. That's exciting. You me. know what? When I was a boy uh, in the 60s, we had all kinds of apples, and there were no GMO ones. That's true. We well, you know, they've been, they've been breeding plants together uh, unnaturally for a long time. I mean, they've been well, creating new uh, strains of various different plants uh, and, and fruits. Is not is not unusual. It's been going on for thousands of years. Yes, but when so, man is doing it purposefully, isn't that man manipulating nature in the way that no, you're saying is offensive? Because, because with this GMA stuff, what they're doing is they're taking and twisting genes around in the, into... Uh, Combinations that were never meant to be. I mean, well, how do you know that? How do you know that they weren't meant to be? They're they're coming they into being now. In but wait, but, but man is an extension of nature. So no, uh, how are you? How can you say for sure that these you know brand new uh, GM genetically modified foods were never meant to be? How do you know that they weren't just meant to be now instead of a hundred or two hundred years ago? I could I could cut your left arm off and graft it in the place of your nose. Now, how does that is that just because I'm able to do that? Does that mean that it's meant to be that this is a natural occurrence? Does no, it? Of can not. I still use my arm? Does it still work at that point? If so, we maybe might be it able was. to make it work. But at, at any point, it's still not natural for you to have an arm. So, is it also nose. unnatural to have computers? I mean, those aren't natural either. Those are man-made products. I mean, how far do you want to go with this? Those are man-made products. They're not twisting nature. But with the GMO, what the problem is is that how do you, you know electrons the, weren't meant to flow? Were meant to flow in the, the way that they, uh, or they weren't meant to oh, flow in the ways that they are in well, computers? I, how do you know that's? I definitely wait. I definitely believe that. Uh, that would what Jesus doing, use the internet? I definitely believe that in technology, we're also opening the genie out of the bottle with the nuclear, uh, nuclear bomb and stuff like that. We're, well, at least the good side. I've made this point before that someday they may, they will make the button, the, the machine that when you push the button, it will cause the black hole that eats up the planet. And some 
idiot scientist will press that button to see if it works. <laughs> I guarantee you. Well, at least we'll so, have a good life, hopefully, up until then with our delicious genetically modified foods. Thanks, Gene, for the call. Appreciate it, as yeah. always. Uh, let's go and talk to Ronnie, listening to KBYO, apparently. KBYO. Oh, you got to turn down the radio when you're on hold. Are you there, Ronnie? Yeah, how you doing? Hey, how are you listening to KBYO if you're in Mississippi? KBYO is a station in Louisiana. Yeah, well, believe it or not, I come through uh, Louisiana a lot. Oh, okay. I do a lot of uh, traveling. Gotcha. You know, with my business and everything. Almost like a traveling salesman. Great. Well, we're glad to have you on the air. What's on your mind tonight? Well, I wanted to talk about, you know, I heard the guy talking about the police and the way that they, you know, do their job, I guess you could say. You mean harass people, ruin people's lives, destroy families? Yeah, sure. Exactly. Now, I'm uh, 50 years old. Okay. And I've been doing business, doing uh, road salesman for about the last 25 years. I have to tell you, Ronnie, we've got 30 seconds, so whatever it is your point is, try to condense it. Go. Okay. Anytime I come through Louisiana or Texas... Just like that guy said, they're going to stop you for no reason at all, especially being a black man. Yep, you're driving while black, and that's enough reason for that. Or if you're, you know, if you've got three kids in the car or whatever, there are certain things they definitely profile, and they just use it as an excuse to pull you over and mess with you. I wish we had more time to talk. Call us tomorrow night. We'll talk more then. It's been Ian here with you. And Nick. We're back tomorrow night. Join us online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronic, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supply, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com.